So you've just been repotting the cactus, Ben? Yes, but it's looking decidedly dead, so it might have been all in vain, unfortunately. What an anticlimactic way to start today's episode of The Eagle is Stranded, especially given the harrowing story that I have for you on this walk. But after the harrowing story, there will be a little bit of an opportunity to hopefully relax. I assume that, that was not a reference to me. I'd like to think that my next door neighbour, Laura, does not refer to me as it. Wilson is the dog. But uh, you heard me mention at the start of the podcast, I mentioned the word harrowing. And a lot of people who heard the short-lived attempt to resurge David's Daily Digital Dollop, which I did successfully in 2016, doing 366 consecutive podcasts every day of 2016. And I attempted to bring that back in April 2018. I think it lasted about 15, maybe 16 days, but I had far too much going on, which is why doing a similar project now is the perfect time to do it because I've got absolutely nothing going on. I've got my own projects, but everything has been cancelled. But in that dollop series, I mentioned that one of the reasons I wanted to bring back the idea of doing a consecutive daily podcast was because there were things that were happening that I just was never talking about because I was like, oh, I'll talk about that at some point, but then I never would. And it was because I was doing a lot of stand-up gigs at the time and lots of interesting things were happening at the gig that would be quite interesting to talk about, but more so were the things that were happening getting to and from the gigs. And so towards the start of the April 2018 dollop series, I said, tomorrow I'll tell you a harrowing story. I'll tell you two harrowing stories of two particularly harrowing journeys that happened while I was getting to and from stand-up gigs. I never got round to telling those stories and it became a bit of a running joke. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it the following day. And then something would always come up and I would never get the opportunity to do it. So then I brought these back and people would be saying, when are you going to do it? What's going to come first? Will it be you telling these harrowing stories about these journeys? Or would it be Brexit? And I thought, well, obviously it's going to be these, me telling the harrowing stories. Brexit, you know, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be a while. And then, sure enough, Brexit has occurred. Well, it hasn't occurred, has it? But it hasn't occurred, David. We've got Brexit done, haven't we? Yes, quite right. You, you make a very valid point there, whoever you are, saying that. I think cabin fever's set in and I'm starting to heckle myself now. I think I'm missing the stand-up gigs, I think that's what it is. So I've just started heckling myself around the house. Then I'll come back with a withering put-down, you know. And to be honest, it's pretty good as well, because it doesn't matter which one of us wins, whether it's the heckler gets the better of me, or whether I get the better of the heckler, because they're both me. So either way, I win. I'll oh, piss off, David. You're rubbish. Oh, yeah? Well, <laughs> uh, so's your mum. Ah. Wasn't expecting that, was he? Eh? One nil to me. The thrill of another conquest. The irony will be that I won't get round to telling these harrowing stories again. So I'm going to utilise this time while we've got together, however long that is, on the Eagle is Stranded, while we're in lockdown, and tell you a few stories, actually, about some harrowing journeys. I actually have one of them recorded, an altercation that I had with someone, and we will definitely get to that in the next few days. Right now, though, well, actually, I might tell you two. There were two that happened within two days of each other. The first one was coming back from a gig in Glossop. How far away is Glossop to Sheffield? Sheffield is about 25 miles from Glossop by car, or about 20 miles as the crow flies. Well, I didn't go either by car or by crow. I went by train. I think it took me somewhere between an hour and a half and two hours to essentially travel 20 miles. And the other stupid thing about this gig was that I think the last train was at nine o'clock. 
and the gig started at half eight and the train station was a five minute walk away from the venue that the gig was on so i was only doing a 10 minute spot i went on a quarter to it's a five minute walk to the train station so i ended up ending my set at the door i explained the situation that I've got to get home. I ended, basically, from the door. It's quite a good feeling walking out of a room and they're all laughing and applauding you and you just walk out of the door and you can still hear the sounds of laughter and applause rippling on the outside breeze. But I hadn't time to bask in my glory. The whole reason that I'd left this gig in the way that I had was because I needed to be at the train station and I made it just in time. Now, it's not a direct service, as you've probably gathered by the fact that it takes two hours to do this 20 mile route. I had to get off at what I think was Staley Bridge. And Staley Bridge only has two platforms. So you'd have thought it should be fairly simple. And I had a 10 minute changeover. So you think that should be fairly simple. There's only two platforms, but there was nobody at the station. And I didn't know what platform I was on, if I was on the right platform. And I was in this abandoned station, just walking around desperate to find someone. And as time went on, I realised I was running out of time, I only had five minutes. So I'm now jogging up and down the station and I've still found no one. I'm, I'm, I'm sprinting, I'm desperate and I'm shouting because I'm thinking if I miss this, I'm stuck at Staley Bridge Station. There's clearly no one around. I'm running, just shouting. Is there anybody there? What platform am I on? What platform do I need? I'm just desperately shouting because I'm like, if I miss this, I'm banging on railings with my cane and there's no one there. And I think I've got to get out of the station. I've got to find it. Because the reason was I could hear. The first bit of noise that I heard was the sound of a car. But it was a car park over this fence. It must have been the car park to the train station, I assume. But I needed to get down. I had three minutes to get this train. And the stupid thing is, it, I was there. But I didn't know how to get from one platform to the other. It's not a simple case of platforms are right next to each other. The only way I now know that you can get from one platform to the other is to leave the station and re-enter the station. So you've got to do the whole loop. So if I heard the train come from the other platform, I wouldn't have time to get there. I wouldn't know where to go. So this person has just got into their car and they start their engine. And I think I've got to see that person. That is the only, that person's got to help me. That's the only person that I've witnessed in the seven minutes that I've been here. This is my only chance. If I don't do this, I've missed the train. I can't get out of the station. I don't know how to get out of the station. That's the whole problem. But I know that there's literally a car below me and I know that there's a fence. So I think I've got to do something. So I scramble up and I get hold of the railing of the fence and I swing myself down, more or less on top of this car. But I fall just down from the side of the car and this driver is just about to pull away. He's got his foot on the accelerator, just about to pull away. And I just shout, stop. And he stops, he's absolutely shocked. Because he's just seen a blind man with his cane falling from the sky. <laughs> I said, I've got to get the next train. I don't know what platform it's from. And he says, well, well you've got a minute. He says it's on the other side of the train station. And I said, I need your help. So he gets out of the car and he just takes hold of me and we sprint. The two of us sprint to this platform and we make it just in time. And we both, it was just an elated feeling. You can tell he was absolutely loving it. It was like he was ready for this moment. As soon as he realized what was needed of him, he sprung into action. And that reminded me of a similar story on the way to a gig. I was doing a gig in Nantwich. I think it's Cheshire. And I think I was only doing 15 minutes. And it was a similar kind of thing. I needed to go on in the first half. I think the last train was something like 10 past nine and the gig started at eight. And I think it was a 10 or 15 minute walk 
to the train station. So again, I needed to make sure I was on in the first half. Otherwise, I'd miss the train and I'd be stuck in Nantwich. I don't know how it happened. I had plenty of time to spare. But basically, the instructions were all over the place. It was telling me to go one way and I was going that way. And then it was saying, oh, no, you're going the wrong way. So I had to retrace my steps. And it was going, no, no, you're going the wrong way. And I just kept doing this. And I was going round and round in circles. It's now telling me I'm half an hour away. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. I was 15 minutes away when I started. What the hell have I done? And I'm now panicking because I'm thinking I've got to, I'm going to be late for this gig. And I've got to make sure I'm there on time because I've got to be in the first half. The instructions were, were no good. And I realized if I, if I followed at the pace that it was telling me to go at, I wasn't going to make the gig for the start anyway. And then I was thinking, well, I could message the organizer. It takes me a little bit longer to send messages because I've got to use the Braille keyboard on the screen. I suppose I can dictate it, but the GPS thing on my phone was rabbiting on at me. So that would stop the dictation from working properly. I thought this is going to, it could take me two minutes to send a message. And that's two minutes that I don't have. I need to just make sure I get there. So I just again started sprinting. I don't know why that seems to be my thing. I get to a stage, kind of maybe like a chicken when you chop his head off. So I just start sprinting. I'm like, please tell me this is the right way. So I just start desperately sprinting, but the sun has gone, no, turn round. So I turn round and start sprinting. He goes, no, no, turn round. I essentially ran into this man who was getting into his car. And again, he was really shocked to see me because I'm, I'm there, I'm waving my cane to make sure I don't crash into anything. So I've got this cane going side to side, side to side, and I'm sprinting. And I just essentially hurtle right into him. And I think, I've got five minutes to get to this gig. And so all niceties, all social norms for me go out of the window. I'm like, I've got to get to this gig, otherwise this is an absolutely wasted journey. It's gonna put the night out of kilter. It's just gonna be ridiculous. And so I'm panicking at this point. So I just shout in his face. You know, I wasn't being cocky or anything. It was just desperation. And I just said the first thing that was on my mind. I need to be on stage in five minutes. And again, he responded in a similar way the other man did. Only he just went, get in the car. And without any thought, I just got in his car and he just drove off. And he dropped me off at this venue. The reason the sat-nav was telling me I was going the wrong way, no matter which way I turned, was essentially is because somehow I'd managed to get myself into a school playground. So I'd obviously walked through this gate, not really realised because I was panicking of which way I was going. So I jogged into this gate, this open gate, and was running in one direction. It was saying, no, oh, no, you're not going the right way, turn around. So I did. So I was just doing laps of this playground for about 10 minutes. Maybe there's a lesson there. If you need something done, run at them at top speed and shout in their faces. Demand their help and it will be given. What a wonderful Sunday sermon. Well, I've given you quite a bit of high drama there. So I think we need a bit of a mellower finish. So earlier today, I was having a little bit of a play on the piano. But I just thought, it's a lovely day out here. I don't know if wherever you are, if you're able to get out and enjoy that. And so I thought we could end with a bit of a mellow feel. I'm going to leave you with some ambiance of my walk, but I thought I would play. I thought I'd play you a little bit of the piano playing that I was doing earlier, and hopefully it will create a nice audio collage. So thank you very much for listening. Who knows what we'll bring you? More harrowing stories, more Gina G news, more on Paul Temple, more cactus news, or something different entirely. Find out when you join me tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. I'll leave you with this musical and ambient offering. Goodbye.